I am so excited about today. I'm so pumped. I am ready. I've been waiting to dive into this on Intuitive Eating with you. And it's not just about for those who have had a a diet background and they struggle with their relationship with food. No matter where you are on your journey in wellness, no matter where you are in your journey of increasing your energy and living a more vibrant life, flourishing, thriving, this episode is for you. This is part two. We started in the last episode introducing intuitive eating, talking a little bit about how to get more in tune with your body on this. And today we're going to go deep into this. And it's it's part of our series, Getting Energized Without Living on Lattes. This is also American in America. It's National Nutrition Month, so it's a nice fit to dive into this today. But most important, it is for you. Let's do this. You want to transform your life, to take care of your body, to strengthen your mind. And you want to do it in a way that fits your real lifestyle, real wellness, is for you. I'm Sherry Traxler, a transformation mentor, national speaker, and author, and I'm here to help you unlock your capacity to be, do, and have all you want. Join me every week for the proven principles and the strategies that actually work in your real life. It is so exciting that you are here investing in yourself today. Pat yourself on the back. This is where you belong. Welcome to Real Wellness. In the last episode, I mentioned the HWSS. Are you physically hungry? Are you eating what you really want? Slow and savor for the food and stopping when you're satisfied. If you are, if you've not listened to the last episode, go back and listen to that. But for now, stay with us because I'm going to just give you enough of it that you can run with it. And then we're going to go into how to handle these things. The hunger scale. One to ten, five is neutral, three is pleasant hunger, six is I feel the food, and then you go from there. If you are not at a three, we're just going to go right into this. If you are not at a three, when you are thinking about, oh, I'm going to go have blank, ask yourself, what else is going on? That's the number one question to ask yourself. It's just curiosity. There's no judgment because With intuitive eating, I'm going to get this right off the bat too, is there's not an all or none. I do my principles that I'm teaching you with get energized, but also in just real wellness, it's never about all or none. It's about how do we become a better intuitive eater? How do we become better in our relationship with food? How do we become better in our energy? So even on your intuitive eating journey, it's not I'm an intuitive eater or I'm not an intuitive eater. If you've set the intention to have a good relationship with food and you're on this path, you are an intuitive eater just becoming better and better at it. And an intuitive eater is somebody who does these things and they're striving toward these things of you're eating when you're physically hungry. When you're not physically hungry, then you ask the question, what else is going on? And sometimes what else is going on is like what happened with the client the other day. It was so funny. She's like, I thought I got this, but then there's yet another layer. Yes, there's always another layer. I've been doing this for years and I'm still finding layers for myself. For her, that particular situation was a coworker 
would come by and have a bowl of candy. And even though she wasn't physically hungry, and even though it wasn't what she wanted, which was the W that we'll get to in a moment, she felt as though, well, if I don't eat this, I'm going to hurt their feelings. Or if I don't eat this, they're not going to come by and offer me something else that I might want. It was, there was a lot of shame. There was a lot of fear related to this. And it was, I say a lot, it was really more that it was subtle, but it meant that she was eating candy when she didn't really even want it and she wasn't physically hungry. So when you're asking yourself what else is going on and you find out those answers, then you have to figure out ways to deal with it. In that situation, it was, we need to figure out how to deal with food pushers. We need to figure out how to deal with people that are, they don't take no for an answer whenever you say, thanks, I'm not really in the mood for that right now, or thanks, I'm full, or you know whatever your reason is for not wanting it. Sometimes the way that you have to handle what else is going on is, I'm feeling stressed. So does that mean I need to go walk, or I need to journal, or I just need to say, I'm going to tolerate this feeling and increase my resilience. Is it that you need to do something in art or in nature or music? If you are bored, do you just need to say, I'm going to allow this boredom. If I can't find something else to do to distract myself, I'm not going to go to food. I'm going to learn how to handle boredom. And again, this is not all or none. I've worked with a gentleman who... He had boredom and habit as a reason for eating junk at night. And so he said, in my journey, I'm not going to go all or none. In my journey, I'm going to say, can I tolerate this boredom? Can I tolerate this feeling for five minutes or for 10 minutes? And he set a timer. And at the end of that, he would say, if I still want it, I can go have it, even though I'm not physically hungry. So ask yourself what it is for you. Is it fear of deprivation? That was a big one for me. Coming from a diet background where everything was rule-based, everything was, I can have this and I can't have that. This is good. This is bad. Or I can have it, but I can only have it on the weekend on my quote-unquote cheat day. There was a fear of deprivation. But once I learned that I can have whatever I want whenever I'm physically hungry, then I stop craving those things. Along with the H is on that scale of a five being neutral, a four being intermittent hunger, mild hunger, a three being, yes, I'm getting pleasantly hungry, but I'm going to need to eat in the next 20 minutes or an hour. There's two things you need to start testing with yourself and doing. One is, what does a three feel like to you? Allow yourself to get to a three. And if you have been a dieter, this is going to feel scary. I have so many clients tell me this when we, t when we go through this part of the exercise, is this feels scary. I don't, I, 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 I'm anxious about feeling hungry because normally when I allow myself to get to mild hunger, it's because I'm dieting and I'm pushing through it and I'm making myself go hungry. The goal is never to make yourself go hungry. The goal is to get hungry. And it's a pleasant hunger, not a two that's ravenous. It's a pleasant hunger. So track yourself for a week. 
What does a three feel like to you? Allow yourself to get there and write down descriptions of what it feels like physically, mentally, and emotionally for you. The other is on the other side, what does neutral feel like? It shouldn't feel like anything because that's neutral. What does a six feel like? Where, okay, I kind of feel the food. On to the W. What do you really want? And as I mentioned briefly in the last episode, want is what does your taste buds want? What is your body craving? Is there a particular food that sounds really good? Also, if you've done a food journal for a week of, okay, this food makes me hungry, this food doesn't, this combination of foods that, you know, I get hungry after an hour or holds me all day, whatever extreme, asking yourself, knowing all that you've learned, what is it that you really want? What foods feel good? And this is really fun to try. I've, I learned this from, I don't remember which, I'm, I wish I could give credit to whoever it was, whatever podcast it was I listened to that had this, but they were interviewing a chef who was a like a TV personality chef. And she was saying that when she sits down to a, a, in a restaurant and is deciding what it is that she wants, she will ask her, ask herself, okay, what would it be like to eat that? And she'll close her eyes. And just like you would try on an outfit or you're shopping for a car and in your mind's eye, you see yourself driving around in this car or you see yourself driving around in this other car, She would do the same thing with food. She would see herself eating this particular dish, and then she would try on another dish in her mind's eye. And whichever one landed, it was like, yeah, that one, that one, that one looks the best. That one seems like it would taste the best or be the most intriguing right now or whatever it was she was going for. That's what she would order. And something that a client once challenged me with, and I loved this, was she said, well, all this, you know, what I want is great and good when I'm home and I have options or if I'm at a restaurant and I have options. But if I've packed my lunch the night before and then the next day I'm looking at this salad or the sandwich or whatever, and it's like, well, I don't really want that. I really want a bowl of soup. What do I do then? Again, it's all not about all or none. It's about generally, do we have the mentality of, of what's available right now, what do I want the most? Or am I giving myself the permission to have what I want? Am I packing the salad because I think I should, even though I know my body really really feels better with a soup in the winter or with a salad in the summer? Or what's the reason that you're packing it? So sometimes it's the mental shift around this. S is next. Slow and savor. That means you're, again, you don't have to be all or none on this. That means some meals you're going to have at the table, nothing is going on, but just eating that meal. Other times it's going to mean that you might be reading a book or talking with some folks about something other than the food. Because if you're talking about the food, that's definitely still all about the slow and savor. My challenge to you here is not allowing yourself to get involved in something during a meal or even a snack that so absorbs you that you get to the bottom of the bowl or you finish everything on your plate and you go, 
I don't even remember eating that. You know, have you ever done that in a movie theater? If you've had popcorn watching a movie that you get to the bottom of the popcorn and you go, I don't even remember eating all this popcorn. How did this happen? And if you have a diet background, this one's going to be uncomfortable because it means acknowledging that you're actually eating. And that can be disturbing sometimes for us if you have had a diet background. And the last S is stop when you are satisfied, when you are at a neutral. And a key with this is giving yourself the permission, I know I can have whatever I want next time that I'm physically hungry, because that takes away that sense of I need to overeat. Now, if you've been a dieter, and you have made yourself go hungry, it's going to be very easy to overeat. And that's actually not just even about dieters. If, if, If you don't have a diet background, if you're tracking for a couple of weeks your food, how physically hungry you are at the beginning, and if you are at a two, nine times out of 10, I promise you, you're not gonna stop at neutral. You're not gonna stop at a five. You're gonna stop at a six or a seven. That is just physiologically how we are built. There are so many things that we can go deeper with this on. Again, I've got an intuitive eating intensive with this and I coach clients on this. So in one podcast episode, we're not going to get everything. But I wanted to give you a little bit more to work with so you could start just chewing on these things, diving into them, chewing on chewing on these things. I didn't realize that was that's a pun that was completely unintended. But chewing on these things, trying them out, seeing which piece of this that you need the most, and let me know. Reach out to me on social media, email me, Sherry at the com. Leave comments in the the podcast on the reviews. What if this is resonating? What if this that you want more of? Because I really want you to be able to become an intuitive eater, to be able to become someone who lives a wellness lifestyle easily, that it's part of who you are, and that you know you're on the path of this, that you're not going for perfection with it. Intuitive eating is a way to get energized without living on lattes because you don't have the mental drama and you don't have all the crazy fluctuations of things happening in your body. Let me know what you need from this again. I cannot wait to talk with you in our next episode because we are going to be shifting in this Get Energized series to a completely different aspect of ourselves. I will see you next time. Thank you for joining me and investing in yourself today. Who else do you know who needs to hear this? Share this episode with a friend. And until next time, Find your path to real wellness and fulfill your potential.